Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone listening out to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos. Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at Lakerholics.com. Please read Laker Tom's latest article about the master class, or as he says, the master course that Rob Palenka, he thinks, is doing right now for the Lakers, plus Jamie Sweet's Five Things articles at Lakerholics.com. Don't forget to catch LakersBall.com, where you can find Ox1947, a.k.a. Joe Soro, who is in transit, but will still... Answer your questions and comments at LakersBall.com. Amazingly, while he's traveling, all at the same time. Also, as well, if you can go ahead and check out our friends at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, plus, of course, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week. Of course, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, because fantasy football is right around the corner. Game Source, where we cover the latest news and trends and info on the video game scene. If you can cover all that, if you can support all that, If you can like all that, and most importantly for you YouTube subscribers, please go ahead and keep on watching. And if you're not a subscriber yet, go ahead and hit that magic button right below us. In fact, just right below Sean right now. Go ahead, look at Sean, and then look a little down right below it and hit that little subscribe button. And if you can, it is sincerely appreciated. Because we are at 250 subscribers and going strong. You're doing it really well. We truly appreciate everybody watching and listening. It is the Lakers fast break, and Summer League is now officially over. Congratulations to the Portland Trailblazers. In fact, Joe Soro is here in spirit. Yes, we will. He is here in the comment section on YouTube, so go ahead and check him out today right now at the YouTube section right there for the comment section on YouTube Want to mention that again, it is the end of Summer League and Portland Trailblazers. They did win the championship, so congratulations to them. I know Rafael Barlow, I know my good friend Michael Weisenberg, who've both been on the show. They're big Portland fans, so I'm sure they're happy. And of course, 
congratulations to Rafael Barlow, good friend of the show, on the birth of his son earlier this week. I'm so happy for him. He went from Vegas right into fatherhood. So, you know, it's really uh, been overwhelming for him. So I'm really, truly happy for him as well. But the Lakers, they end their summer season with a pretty good 5-3 and three record. Joe Soros saying it's 102 degrees in Blythe right now. You know, Joe, it was 116 today in Vegas. So you ain't got nothing on us, my friend. You ain't got nothing on us. But I will say that, again, the Lakers did finish strong 5-3 and three with two really good wins on both Friday and Saturday. So we're going to talk today about some reflections we have on the Summer League team. Who stood out? Who really took notice for us? And who we think should make the roster and also get two-way contracts? Maybe it changes up a little bit from what it is right now. I think we have some thoughts. That's coming up on the show. <sighs> Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. The Russell Westbrook saga continues. Much to Laker Tom Chagrin, he is still on the team. And with Kyrie Irving looking more and more like in rearview mirror that he's going to be staying at Brooklyn, not 100% confirmed, but it's looking more and more like it every day. Russell Westbrook's saga continues as he fired his longtime agent of 14 years on Friday. But what's most curious are the comments that this agent made in regards to the separation and why the separation took place and how unhappy with the Lakers Russell Westbrook might be. So, I will say this. What we're going to talk about today also on the show is Russell Westbrook, this saga continuing. Can this situation get any worse with a player we don't want and a player who doesn't want us? We'll talk about that on the show as well. Plus, LeBron is destroying the Drew League. He was there in action yesterday. Wouldn't you know Kyrie Irving did a no-show, but LeBron did show, and he did put on a show with 42 points, looking really good yesterday. Mind you, he didn't have to play defense, but again, I don't think anybody really does in the Drew League. But I will say that he really looked good on an offensive end, and this is going to lead us to some final comments on LeBron James, and we, if we think he is ready for a, a markedly better season overall offensively couldn't get much better for him but are we ready for an mvp like season again from lebron that's coming up on the show as well joe saying he'll be in vegas in three weeks i can't wait my friend we'll be here having a lot of fun with you right here in vegas i know that for sure but first up is the lakers summer league team again five and three not a bad record we'll take it especially the way they closed out two wins in a row back to back really strong performances indeed First up is a man who wants to talk about what's going on with the Lakers Summer League team. It is the man behind Lakerholics.com. Please read his latest article on the master course. I, I say master class. You say master course for Rob Palenka. Either which way, you go ahead and read his latest article today at Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom. Great evening to you, Laker Tom. I just came from a pool party. I'm actually in the clothes right now that I am coming out of the pool with. I may still be dripping a little wet. I may still be stinking up my chair full of chlorine, but I'm here for Lakers fast break. But the question I have for you is, who really stood out for you this summer in the summer league team for the Lakers? 
Well, I think I think Cole Swider definitely is the star of the summer league as far as the Lakers go. Shot fifty percent from three, showed the ability, uh, and and I, I don't think I saw him take a corner three the entire time. I think everything. I was, did. I did. He made it. Did he, he made one. Yeah. He, he just most of his threes were above the break threes. They weren't even yes. straight on threes. They were at, but, at the at the corners, which is or at the yeah. at the triangle, and that's really those are the hardest shots to make and. Uh, he didn't get any cheap threes. There weren't any banks in there. There weren't any ones that ricocheted in. But they were mostly swishes one after another. In light with what we're doing is trying to get younger and more athletic, I think Cole Swider just pretty much answered the question of who's going to take Carmelo Anthony's spot on the roster. I think, he, you know, we've talked about this, and I think almost all of us agree that Swider's likely to be this this year's version of Austin Reeves' going to move from two-way to a regular contract and and we'll see you know who gets that two-way spot I, I mean I'm, I'm just really surprised too that they uh that that we've needed we've needed a center a young center for a long time and we don't seem to we don't seem to like the guys that we have on the team and uh, uh it, it would surprise it wouldn't surprise me to to see that last spot possibly or the last two-way spot uh if Swider gets moved up into the regular roster spot, uh, to see that uh, go to the I can't think of the kid's name. Jay Huff. Jay Huff. Jay's been he playing was, really well, and he uh, was on a two way before. Yeah, you know it's kind of funny, season. and we kept we kept wanting to see him get a chance to play, but he never did. So. Right. The only times I saw him play, he actually got exposed on defense because they pulled mm-hmm. him out. But I think he got a little bit lighter, a little bit more athletic. Blocked a lot of shots and looked really impressive rebounding and also shooting from the outside. So well, it's, Jay- a straight, it's a stretch five. So yeah. that, that fits perfectly with what Darham wants, you know, as far as the center position goes. But we'll see, you know, I mean, did he play it? I didn't watch the last game. Did he play in that last game? Yeah. Had another good game. Every game that he was in, because he missed about right. 10 he missed, days. He missed, he missed three or four of the games in the Because uh, of COVID protocol. Right. But he did play yeah, the last two games. Uh, he could have made, really it, could have made a program. difference. He could have made a difference in the Lakers. I mean, that was the main reason that they sort of struggled in those other games was that Huff wasn't there. It's hard when you don't have a first-round draft pick and when your second-round draft pick just barely gets in there. It's it's not like the heady days when Lonzo and, and everybody was – Brandon and all of the kids were there. But it's interesting. It's it's interesting to see the people who showed up. I think that all of the drama involving Westbrook and LeBron showing up and so forth, and being on different sides of the court and so forth. Uh, it's just a continuation that the that the Vegas Summer League is becoming bigger and bigger every year, and and the business off season for the NBA is actually one of the most exciting times. Unfortunately for the Lakers, it hasn't been too exciting so far, you know, but uh, we'll have to see what happens. One of the things I also want to go ahead and ask you before I hit up Sean is the Scottie Pippen Jr. dilemma. And I know that some people are on the Scottie Pippen Jr. train. Some people are off the Scottie Pippen Jr. train. I think for all that we like as far as playmaking ability, unfortunately, his out and his defense, pretty good defender as far as uh, out there on the point, his size and his lack of shooting ability, plus his tendency for turnovers kind of actually turned me off to him as far as him getting a two-way or keeping a two-way. 
if you keep Cole Swider on a two-way, which I'm hoping they don't, because I think if you are kept on a two-way throughout the season, you're only limited to, what, 40 or 50 games? Is that correct? Right, right. As far as playing that, talk about NBA games. So 40 or Yeah, but, you know, games. we haven't had – maybe it'll change with Darvin Ham, but previously we haven't had anybody who really – got up against that limit. I mean, I think did Caruso at one point in time when he was a two-way, I think that he, yes. there was a, there was a possibility he, that he might, you know, use too many games. It seems though the last year that we've just really ignored the two-way players and they never get a chance even to be on the roster or much less make the action. Remember he was in the G League, another team, and then he went to the G League yeah. team for the Lakers before we actually even gave him a two-way. Yeah, it's interesting. You, you think there's got to be a point in time when when they really turn this into a minor league, just like baseball, where all of the players on the team have some sort of connection to the parent team. Um, it's kind of strange that only two players can. Yeah, I, I noticed that we lost McClung to the Warriors team. Yeah. You know? And that's just a G League transaction because he wasn't given a, he wasn't given a two way contract or anything by the Warriors. They just their their G League team just wanted him and, and apparently he was willing to go to them so the parent team can can go out and grab anybody they want as well as the some other minor league g league team so it, it's you know the whole the whole development thing i think is one of the most interesting things about the lakers um it's so hard for me right now because I'm so angry with Rob Palenka with the way that he's negotiating these transactions and 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 I don't know whether it's Genie Bus refusing to allow him to trade the picks or what's going on. But on one side of the thing on one side of the coin, I think he's done a fabulous job in hiring Darwin Ham in sort of focusing on copying what the Milwaukee Bucks, the uh, Miami Heat have done real well, which is develop the players that they've drafted and, and that they've traded for and and really count on the improving players on the roster every year getting better and better. And we've seen that as we've watched all of these young teams, like, you know, like all of the teams that have come up with these good young teams, the good young rosters that have a lot of exciting young players who are really starting to develop. We saw it with Atlanta. We've seen it with all of these all of these teams that have burgeoning stars on it. And yet the Lakers, basically, we haven't seen that. We've seen some good drafting, and we've gotten guys like Caruso and Reeves. But generally, we haven't seen the players on our rosters improve until they go to another team. And I think that that's one of the things that I, I really give Rob a lot of credit for changing on the Lakers this year. I think that there's really a focus on player development, both in the coaching staff that we hired and in the players that we got in free agency. The only problem is that the whole scheme is based upon being able to use Westbrook THT and the draft picks to bring in a hall of three-point shooters. And right now that looks pretty scary. That does indeed. But also here today to talk about what's going on with the summer league is a good man indeed. He's the madman from Toronto, hopefully with a better connection. He's actually in the process of asking his router. that just came out on Netflix, The Madman from Toronto or something? No, that's actually something different with Woody Harrelson. And, but yes, close. It's close. It's close. It's close. Yes. But 
you know, Sean is in the process of actually asking his router out on a date so he can try to schmooze to actually do something to get a little friendlier with his router this time around because, you know, we're trying to do the best we can to keep him a main part of this show because we truly appreciate him taking the time out, especially a late night for him in Toronto. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. And Sean, great to have you here, my friend. Keeping my fingers crossed, all of them, all of my... Uh, aquatic pool hands out, which are still kind of shriveled to go ahead and keep keeping them crossed to go ahead and make sure that you can stay a part of the show tonight with a good connection, keeping, keeping them crossed. But your thoughts on this team, I'm seeing all the emails that you always sent to us in regards to updates and your thoughts, which I appreciate and love so much. I know one of the things you talk about is Cole Swider being one of the steals of the draft. He got undrafted. Him and Kenny Lofton, I think, are really two of the ones I would eye, and I think the Lakers might actually regret that one. I know Jaden Hardy is someone else that the Lakers passed over that they could have gone and taken, so I'm kind of irked about that. And then they end up only giving Max Christie a two-year contract, which kind of is very strange, seeing how Kennedy Chandler was given a four-year contract, which only $5 million is guaranteed. Of the $7 million, which, again, this is a player, Max Christie, who struggled the entire summer league and needs a lot of time. He needs a lot of work. But, my friend, I know you were impressed with Jay Huff. I know you were really impressed with Cole Swider. I know we're still out on what the status could be for Scottie Pippen Jr., Sharif O'Neal. I think he should go straight to the G League. He could play with the South Bay Lakers, but... I, as of now, I think it's still a, a, very much a work in process. But there were actually a couple other good players like Mason Jones and McCoy, especially McCoy. I really think the Lakers might look towards him than Scottie Pippen Jr. That's my take. I'm sorry for everybody out there that's a Scottie Pippen Jr. fan, but I would take McCoy right now over Scottie Pippen Jr. for the two-way, for the two-way right now. But your thoughts, the floor is yours, my friend. Great to have you here. It is Sean Grice. Oh, thank you very much, Gerald and Coy over Scotty Pippen Jr. for a two-way. I think after training camp, I hope that Cole Swider's contract to a standard NBA contract, I would ensure Jay Huff has that two-way. You have to give McCoy the other one. I agree with you on the Duncan Robinson comparison because I really think that that's the one I want to go ahead and compare to the most because the fact is – Duncan Robinson came in like a house of fire. He came in as a start, you know, almost literally right away. He started for the Miami heat. Fact is he was hitting 40 to 45% on his three point shots. But once teams started focusing him as a weak link on the defensive end, he had less and less playing time. And unfortunately, by the time the playoffs came around, he was almost a non-factor entirely. Yeah. That's probably the biggest comparison I have with Cole Swider. If Cole Swider is going to play in the NBA and continuously in the NBA as a rotational player in the NBA, no matter how much he can hit as far as the three-pointers, he's got to be able to do something else, got to be able to at least play adequate defense. I'm not asking him to be a, a, you know just like an outstanding defender or anything like that. Kyle Kuzma, he went from a matador as an awful defender that we were actually joking about him on the show in regards to his defense to someone that became someone that actually wanted to go ahead and take the toughest defensive assignments each and every time out and actually played 
pretty good darn defense by the time he left towards Washington. I'm not asking for that transformation. I'm just asking for him to go ahead and play adequate defense so he can stay on the floor. Because if he can't, if he's not hitting his three-point shot, they're going to pick on him time and time again. And I'm hoping for the kid that actually he will be able to do that. I wish that, you know, there was like a hybrid that we could go ahead and put Austin Reeves and Cole Swire together and get that one big player that we need. Plays <laughs> hard on defense and actually shoots well on offense. Wish we could get that player. But right now we've got actually a little bit of each on the two. So I'm hoping that Cole Swider, I would give him a contract at this point in time. I would move him and bump him up. I really think that Jay Huff is somebody that who's played well enough to earn at least a two-way, if not looking at him as far as a spot on the permanent roster. And then I would go with McCoy. McCoy actually did a great job as far as closing out the summer league with some strong games. And I think right now I would lean for, over him, over Scotty Pippen Jr. So just wanted to go ahead and make my thoughts clear. I know, Sean, I appreciate you making yours clear as well. Before we hit the Russell Westbrook saga, any last thoughts on what we were talking about? Yeah, I have a couple of thoughts. Uh, first is that so much really depends upon what the Lakers are able to get for, for Russ and THT in those two picks because we don't have any shooters right now. No. And Cole Swider's got to be smiling because, you know, it, it's going to be hard to keep him out of the rotation if we, unless, we, unless we can bring in three shooters. You know, like we were hoping we were going to bring in from the Nets, Swider may be our best shooter that we've got. Otherwise, it's LeBron who went two for 13 today or yesterday, at you know, from three-point land. The second thing is that I think it's really important that when you look at the makeup of the coaching staff, the head coach, the first lead assistant, and the best assistant from last year, Phil Handy, all of them are player development specialists, which is really unusual. Because if you look around the league, most of the coaches that have taken over, most of the assistant coaches that have taken over have not been player development coaches, at least not for a team like the Lakers that, that traditionally was a veteran team. So one of the things we really did different was changing the age of the players that we brought in and the perfect examples are guys like Swider and guys like Jay Huff, um, guys who, if we have a team that if we have a coaching staff that is really dedicated to developing those players, we may see those players get better in two or three years rather than four or five years. Because a lot of the players that the Lakers had really hit their peak after they left the Lakers. They hit their peak in their fourth through sixth years rather than their second through third year. Um, so it would be great if we could we could see that rapid development. You know, the way the Memphis Grizzlies have, have really seen development of some of their young players and, and some of these other teams around the league. In the past, it seems like we've been developing trading chips. And now it looks like maybe for a change, we'll develop players. We'll have to see how that goes. Absolutely. So, again, those are the kind of things that we're talking about the players we think that would be the best fit for the team coming this fall for training camp, the individuals we think that either can make the team or are deserving of a two-way. Right now, I think we're leaning as far as making the roster, being given a contract. 
I would I, personally, I would take Cole Swider over winning Gabriel every day of the week and 10 times on Sunday. I would do the same thing as far as Jay Huff. I think he's a better player than what we're seeing from winning Gabriel right now. I think that it's you might have cut your losses right there. I don't know why they're keeping him still on the roster when you have other players. I think they can make a better contribution than him. But again, that's he's uh, what under $2 million or right around $2 million player. So right. it's not exactly something that you, you know, you, you really are, are freaking out about. You can, if you really need to cut him or trade him, you should be able to easily do so. But I really see those two players. Plus again, McCoy has really done a great job. Mason Jones has been a steady player, but he played on the team mm-hmm. last year. He's one of those fringe players that may not make it with the Lakers, but might make it in the league for another team and make a good contribution. Scotty Pippen Jr. has got a way to go. I really think his size right now, the fact that he's not a great finisher and the fact that he is a good passer, but he sometimes he looks for the highlight play has led him to get a lot of turnovers. And the fact that he has not been able to shoot is a big problem. He is a good defender out there on the point, but unfortunately, with his size, that might be held against him again in regards to going ahead and teams maybe taking him down low in the post and things of that nature. So I think maybe a, a year in the G League, we can actually get a better idea of what's going on with him. So maybe give the two-way slot to someone else if that's the case. But there are players out there, I think, that can make a contribution for the Lakers, similar to what we saw with Austin Reeves. We want to hear your thoughts out there in the comments on YouTube, on Facebook, Lakers Fast Break, on Twitter, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com, or with Ox1947 watching right now in the comments, or hit them up at LakersBall.com, or even with Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet at Lakerholics.com. Let us know who stood out for you with the Lakers Summer League. Please let us know. Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you would watch The Tomorrow War before The Matrix? Yes. You forced me down. I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing. I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> well played sir well played yes that's the only reason for the flashbacks to remind you what a good matrix movie was that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts hey lakers fans 
Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Before we head on out, my friend, the Russell Westbrook saga continues. Ah, It's getting a little bit of a different turn this time because it was noted on Friday that Russell Westbrook and his longtime agent for 14 years, I believe, they parted ways. That's Thad Foucher of Wasserman. They parted ways. This was the guy who brought or helped Russell Westbrook get into the league. He actually signed him right out of college. Uh, looks like, you know, the guy that's been a major part of signing all those contracts that Russell Westbrook has signed. They parted ways on Friday. And <laughs> Joe is saying uh, in the comments, stage four, cancer brook. You know what? Right now, it's looking pretty, uh, pretty grim for the Lakers and also Russell Westbrook because Russell Westbrook, we weren't sure what, if he really wanted to play. We were seeing that he was there for the uh, initial press conference for Darvin Ham. We've seen him behind the bench at Summer League. He was kind of saying and doing a lot of the right things that you want a player that hopefully has a refocus going on in regards to what we saw with the. Los Angeles Lakers, so maybe it could right the ship on that. But as we're finding out from the statement that was made by the agent that was let go, Thad Foucher, unfortunately from him, it implies something much different as far as dissatisfaction that Russell Westbrook has with the Los Angeles Lakers and his current situation and all the trade rumors and all the, the attempts the Lakers have made to get rid of him. And the statement I want to read for you guys in full, this is from Thad Foucher, again, after he parted ways after 14 years with Russell Westbrook. And I want to see, once I'm done with this, what your thoughts are, because it really sounds like it's getting it to be a stickier situation than it is. Here goes, quote, I represented Russell Westbrook for 14 years and am proud of our partnership, which included a highly successful 2008 draft, a Supermax contract, and the only renegotiation and extend max contract in league history. I also supported Russell throughout his rise into a prominent fashion industry figure and recently orchestrated three successive trades on Russell's behalf, culminating with his trade to his hometown, Los Angeles Lakers. Now, obviously, he's also trying to advertise for future clients as well. Just wanted to make sure and let everybody know that. Each time... Teams gave up valuable players and assets to acquire Russell. And each time, a new organization embraced his arrival. We did it together with grace and class. Now, with the possibility of a fourth trade in four years, the marketplace is telling the Lakers they must add additional value with Russell in any trade scenario. And even then, such a trade may require Russell to immediately move on from the new team via buyout. My belief is that this type of transaction only serves to diminish Russell's value, and his best option is to stay with the Lakers. Ooh, cringe. Embrace the starting role and support that Darvin Ham publicly offered. 
Again, cringe for me. Russell is a first ballot Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame player. I'm not denying that, that's for sure. And we'll prove that again before he's retired. That I might yeah, kind of argue on that, but okay, me and I digress. Unfortunately, irreconcilable differences exist as to his best pathway forward, and we are no longer working together. But I wish Russell and his family the very best. And just as a note, I wish that for him as well. As far as, like Joe says, nothing personal to him or his family. This is just on the court as far as his production and his performance at this stage of his career. So I'm going to start with you, Sean. Keeping my fingers crossed once again, my my out-of-the-pool fingers crossed. I want to hit you up on this. Your thoughts on this whole situation. This is going to sound like come training camp. If Russell is still on the roster, then not only do you have the Lakers pretty bummed they couldn't go ahead and move on from him, but your thoughts on this divorce that Russell Westbrook has with his longtime agent and how it ends up right now costing the Lakers even more pain and stress down the line. Like it wasn't a mutual decision to part ways. It sounds like Thad was trying to give Russell Westbrook the best advice, which I guess is, look, Russ, it's best if we just keep quiet right now and try and mend the fences. Laker Tom, it's up to you, my friend. Your thoughts on this growing situation with Russell Westbrook and his former agent and the very descriptive and very telling comments that he made i mean that's something that an agent usually never does and the situation that's that's really the important part about it because frankly what the agent what the agent is really doing is saying that i gave my client really important career advice that you need to rehabilitate your game you need to stay with the lakers and take advantage of this opportunity and wipe out all of the bad stuff that happened last year and make that adjustment. Because if you don't, you need to realize that the only reason anybody's going to take your contract is because it's expiring $47 million. And they all want to get rid of you. Now, here's the really big issue that comes through with this whole thing, which is, in a way, this is great for the Lakers. It's great for the Lakers because now they can finally bury for good this whole idea of Russell being a good soldier and 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 becoming the uh, the attack dog on defense that that Drew Holiday is, so that the Bucks system will work with the Lakers. Well, that you know that was a fantasy to start with, but believe me, it's time we got rid of that. Russell Westbrook is not coming back. The Lakers got four choices. Their first choice is you do everything you can to trade him right now. I mean everything. And that means you don't hassle about the protection on the draft picks. You give up those draft picks. You give up whatever you have to give because the best deal you got is the best chance you've got of moving Russell. And if that doesn't work, and if you can't trade him, then you buy him out. Think about it. What has every other team that we have talked to said they're going to do with Russell Westbrook? And they don't even own his contract yet. They're not going to use his contract as an expiring contract. They're going to buy the sucker out and give him, you know, $42 million or something like that. He'll take maybe $6 million that he can pick up from some team. 
So why shouldn't the Lakers do that exact same thing? If you can't trade him, and this tells you why you really have to trade him for whatever you can get. If you can't trade him, you got to buy him out. And if you're going to buy him out, then maybe you want to think about waving, stretching him because you could still get under the cap. You still get under the hard cap at that point in time, considering where we are right now. But it's not a good situation. And I, and I think the best news of this whole thing is that it's going to be you you've eliminated you've just basically essentially eliminated Russ coming back. So that means that you're going to have to give up the protection. You're going to have to give up the picks. You're going to have to take back some contracts because that's the only way that you're going to be able to improve the team. And, and, and I think that that's, you've got LeBron's extension sitting there staring you in the face. You've got a team that you've built a roster and all you need now to finish it are shooters. And where are you going to get those shooters from trading Russell Westbrook and Taylor Horton Tucker and the two draft picks? Those were going to be turned into shooters, and then you would have everything that you wanted. A young lineup, three great shooters, LeBron and AD healthy, and Russ gone. All it does is make it even more urgent that we do these things and we do it right. And that Jeannie Buss understands that the way that you make your franchise even more valuable than it is right now is to invest in it. You cannot take the other route and, and handicap your team by not allowing them to sign contracts over a year or bring guys in with uh, or trade draft picks to improve or bring guys in who have longer contracts. You have to do those things and you have to count on your organization being able to build value so that you're worth a lot more money. I mean, the Warriors are the perfect example. They spend like nobody else, but they also are worth $5.5 billion. They're worth $3 billion more than they were six years ago because they invested money to win. And the Lakers have to do the same thing. Hopefully, as we eliminate the opportunities that are happening here, there's still a good chance that we can make this deal and we can get Kyrie Irving. And if there's not Kyrie Irving, then there's a good chance we can go out and get a couple of shooters. But we need to act now. We can't just sit here and wait and hope that, uh, as some people are suggesting, that we wait until the trade deadline to try to improve the team at that point in time. And we just live with Russ in the meantime. Um, that's not going to happen. Russell Westbrook will never wear a Laker uniform again. Even if he's on the roster, he'll he'll be sent home to just sit. I don't know. I, I mean, even even though that might be the best option, I don't know. There's still part of me that says he's going to be on the Lakers roster. You can screw up all of next year. You might as well write it off. I've, I've, you might as well you write go. it off. You cannot have that. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I'm not disagreeing you at all on that. I'm not disagreeing you at all on that, Laker Tom. I'm not disagreeing with all that. If he's on the roster, that it does mess everything up. I, I mean, I said that last year. But there's a thing where if you, we don't want him stretched. The Lakers would, aren't that bad. I cannot believe the Lakers front office has gotten so bad that they would even entertain the idea that Russell Westbrook coming back could not undermine and destroy the entire season. That's where we're different because I think they are that bad. I think they are <laughs> contemplating that. And I think they are that uh, much in disarray. I mean, you have a much higher. Be that stupid, really? Well, this Come is on, Rob Palenka. Girl. He's done. Rob Palenka's made some dumb moves 
since the Lakers yeah, won the championship. All of them do. All of them make dumb moves. Yeah, they, they all. They, they, each GM. Yeah, each GM has their good good trades and their bad trades. But for a while now, there's been a lot of miscalculations by Rob Palenka. And at $47 million, the Lakers may have the edict from Genie that if they can't trade him, that he's going to have to play. Yeah, that's, so. that's the thing we don't know, how much of how much of this is. I mean, believe me, Rob's got his own litany of, of total mistakes that he can – we doesn't need to share with anybody else. Yeah. But there are some issues like the Caruso issue where you wonder how much of that was Genie that just – you know, exactly. That. See, we don't know. That's that's the thing. That's it's so hard to ascertain one hundred percent exactly. Yeah, but you know, there's a point where system. there's a point where it's sort of like Russ's agent. There's a point where you do the right thing for your client, and you tell your client, "This is what you really need to do." I'm trying to tell you something, Russell, that will that you'll thank me for down the road. That that you've reached the point that Carmelo Anthony reached a year ago and that other, every player, except for the superstars who quit before they get to that point reach, which is that you got to change your game. You got to change your game. If you want to still be productive and you still want to be valued and you still want to be thought of, and you still want to be not be one of the over the hill guys, because otherwise you're one of the over the hill guys. Um, And I really respect the fact that he came out and told his client that and made it public. Yeah. Because to me, if I was a young player looking for somebody to represent me, uh, man, I would be impressed with somebody who came out and said that rather than just a whole bunch of BS and, and flattery and, and on and on and on. Yeah. That's a, I mean, he's got to advertise. He's got to continue to advertise. Like you said, to young he's players. Doing, he's doing the right thing. And, and I, and I'm frankly, I think that that's exactly the kind of person that I would want to have recommending what to do with my career. So I gave him a lot of props on it. Um, and I took a lot of crap for that from everybody, man. I mean, it was like, Oh, this what are you doing? It's terrible. Nobody ever does this as an agent, et cetera, et cetera. But maybe more agents that do that, there'd be less complaints by players about getting ripped off by agents of them not doing their job properly. It is turning a different saga each and every week, turning a different turn. It's like it's almost like a soap opera. So we want to hear your thoughts on this. Truly appreciate it if you share your thoughts with us today. Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Also as well, Lakers Fast Break on YouTube, on Twitch, on Facebook. Go ahead and like our Facebook page. Also, go ahead and give us that subscribe on YouTube. We're now over 250 subscribers, and we truly appreciate you going ahead and doing so. Please go ahead and subscribe today so you get the latest notifications on our Lakers Fast Break episodes whenever they go ahead and hit the airwaves. But before we head on out, Laker Tom, and I'm hoping to get Sean back in here trying to work out the uh, the kinks and the nuances of what's going on there. But if not, again, I truly appreciate Sean stopping by from Toronto. But Laker Tom, before we head on out, 42 points for LeBron at, at the Drew League, ooing and eyeing the crowd. Uh, I mean, no defense was and, involved. And saying that he's 100% healthy, which is a great thing to hear. Yeah, that's a great thing to hear. Again, no, no, no defense. I mean, right. mind you, but still looks spry. from outside, but he's, this is the new LeBron. Yeah. You know what's kind of interesting, though, and I didn't see it in this game, but there was a video that was put out recently um, 
showing LeBron working, and, and he was actually working against uh, Tyrese Maxey, I think. Yeah, um, I saw And uh, what's interesting is that all of the things he was working on were footwork on getting three-point shots. Now, for Laker fans, yeah, we've seen LeBron make a lot of threes, and he's taken a lot of threes, but they're all the same shot. They're all the, you know, the flat-footed, stare down at the ground, take a one big step backwards, set shot that he throws up, you know, and we all know when it's going to happen and the players all know when it's going to happen, but that's all you never see. You never see LeBron doing sidestep threes and, and, and the real type of step back threes that you see Steph doing and so forth. And yet, if you looked at this video and saw this video, one of the things you'd really re- realize is, whoa, LeBron is doing moves that you would expect from a Harden or, or a Curry or, or, you know, a player who is, really a volume high percentage three-point shooter and he was nailing shots left and right so and then you look at, at ad the only videos we have of ad is working with with chris matthews a lethal shooter who's a training guy who's a great shooting trainer and ad's working on his threes i think what's happening is ad and lebron have finally given up they don't they believe they don't believe the lakers are going to surround them with threes so they decided they're just going to take it on their own to maybe shoot all the threes themselves. And, and hopefully they'll, they'll make them, you know, because we, right now we're looking like we're going to be really hard up for three-point shooters since LeBron's the highest, the highest guy, highest percentage on the team right now is LeBron James for the three-point shot. So it'll be interesting to see what happens on that. So, you know, LeBron looked great. I mean, he still, he still was elbow high over the rim ducking the ball, you know, and uh, he was hitting everything that he wanted to hit except for the threes. There you go. Again, he did look good. You know, 42 points, a lot to take away from there. Good rebound. I think double-digit rebounds as well. Just really played uh, pretty good overall. Didn't have to play much defense. Again, two for 13 from the outside. So there is a little bit of, uh, okay, but you know what? Again, there's something to think about that LeBron is getting into shape. What's going to be more important is in two weeks from now, if we have to be talking about a extension that is not signed by him, what kind of message that will send for the Lakers. But that's in two weeks. We're going to be going in and talking about that, I'm sure, on a very regular basis if that drama plays out as well. There could be a lot of things to talk about continuously for the Lakers going on even after Summer League. So stay with us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. I truly appreciate the magic man, Sean Grice, trying to check in from Toronto today, hoping he can get everything fixed for our next episode. But we are looking to do more shows coming up this week. I know Jamie Sweet has a late night Lakers offering, hopefully on the horizon for Monday night, late Monday night, maybe even Laker Tom as well on Tuesday. And then, of course, we'll get together Wednesday or Thursday this week for a beloved group chat. Hopefully Joe Sorrell can join us once again. But if you have comments or questions for us, at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. If I can type that correctly in the comments, it's Lakers Fast Break at yahoo.com. Also, as well, Lakers Fast Break on Twitch. Of course, you can like our page where I drop the latest news and information on the Lakers, plus also our videos as well on Facebook. And if you watch YouTube, please go ahead and subscribe today. Become a subscriber so you can get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air here at the Lakers Fast Break. Plus, of course, if you listen to us on audio, going to work, heading from work, or listening to us while you work, 
we truly appreciate sincerely you doing that as well. But Laker Tom from Lakerholics.com, please go ahead and check out his latest article. Any last thoughts before we head on out? No, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I mean, every, the, uh, the draft is over. Free agency is over. The moratorium's over. The uh, summer league's over. Everybody's heading back home. Um, and the league is constipated. We need to but, see Kevin Durant, Kylie, Kyrie Irving move. It's going to be interesting. I think the Lakers have to do whatever they have to do in order to make something happen. And then that basically starts with, we don't even know at this point in time if the Lakers have ever made their best offer. We don't even um, know, indeed. You know, and I think that if they haven't made their best offer at this point in time, they need to make the best offer. And then they need to say that either take that or leave it because those assets aren't going to be available in a couple of days. We're going to make other deals. And then they need to move. You know, there's, they can make separate deals to go out and get Buddy Heal. They can make a separate deal to go out and, and, and uh, get uh, another shooter. You know, they basically need to, you know, whether it's Eric Gordon has been talked about and Buddy Heal has been talked about. What we're missing right now at this point in time are shooters. And then the other thing that you're missing, which is really a killer, is that we need a point guard. <laughs> A lot on the agenda to still take care of for the Lakers, but we'll wait and see. Once again, check out Laker Tom's latest articles today at Lakerholics.com. Also our good friend, Jamie Sweet. Check out his five things articles there. Don't forget Joe Soro, a.k.a. Ox1947, LakersBall.com. They got a ton of great groups there, always talking about Lakers at LakersBall.com. Remember our good friends of the Hoopheads Podcast Network, Sean Grice. Much love to you, my friend. I'll go ahead and reach out and make sure everything's okay with you. Also, as well, everybody out there, we appreciate, again, all the time that you take in listening to our shows, watching our programs, and everything that you do for us right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Have a great evening, everyone. Thank you so much for watching. 